This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our preview series back here in the UK. Very happy to be here. Not that America's not great, it's just, you know, it's nice to be here in your comfortable, familiar environment, putting back on a show with no technical challenges, all my equipment ready and raring to go as well. And I'm hoping that Arsenal are the same. I'm going to be certainly ready and raring to go for their massive game against Man City tomorrow evening at the Etihad. I'm joined by a couple of our members, potentially three as well soon. Uh, first of all, Zamir. How you doing, mate? Hey, Tom. I'm doing all right. How are you? Yes, not bad, mate. Not bad. bit jet-lagged and my throat's a bit sore, so uh, <laughs> I think you boys might be carrying me in this show. But uh, yeah, very good indeed. We're also joined by Sartvik. How you doing, mate? I'm good. I'm good. Good stuff. How have things been? Oh, we lost him. No, he's there. Are we? Are you with yep, us? Yep, all good. Cool. So I have a slight delay in the bit. connection, which is why you, I'm now having to talk over you because I know this is going to be a slight delay. So we'll be aware of that fact going forwards. Um, we hopefully will be joined by Ojo soon as well. Um, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. He's got form, as we know. Uh, Zamir, let's talk about uh, what is, for me, besides the Champions League final in 2006, probably the biggest game of the past 19 years. Would you agree with that description? Um, not really. I, I, I put one game above above this one, which is the, mm. the first FA Cup final that we won uh, under Arsene Wenger. After that eight-year gap, I think that was probably one of the biggest games that we had. Nice. That, was, that was a defining moment, right? We had a trophy drought. We weren't competing, mm. you know, with the top two teams in England. Uh, we weren't, we felt like we stagnated as a club. And then Ozil comes in, we win the FA Cup. It, it kind of turns uh, the whole Wenger regime around in and uh, I felt that was a very, very important game. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair argument. I think there's probably a lot of arguments for suggestions as to what could be a bigger potential game than this. Sarvik Arteta said in his pre-match press conference that he felt like, you know, a cup final 
would be bigger because you know the the loser at the end of those games obviously goes home crying and they're still arguably a way back but do you feel as though that this is a must win for Arsenal and therefore a bit of a cup final I think so Tom and simply for the fact I I don't want to put you know I I, if I was in Mikel's shoes I wouldn't put all the pressure on my players but I just feel that if we win or get a result there's a belief that continues to emulate through the team, regardless of who's on the pitch versus not. That belief could potentially springboard us to a string of results that could lead to us winning the premiership. Um, now, if we end up losing this game, I just, it's not from a talent perspective, it's more how much do we end up believing in ourselves that even if we win out, there still is a, something to play for. Um, and, and from my perspective, it, it would it would deflate the belief in the team. And I don't know that we would recover from that, especially since we played Chelsea, you know, a couple of days later. It's not, not too far off. Mm, no, it's not. So I think, I mean, where do, where do you stand on, on this one? Yeah, well, I mean, um, I think a cup final is still a little less important. The reason being this is the Premier League. And the Premier League is a tournament which, apart if you consider the season where Leicester won when we finished second, apart from that, we haven't even come close to contending for the title. So the fact being that we've been at the top for this long and potentially it's still in our hands if, if uh, to win the title. So I think uh, comparing it to a cup final is not really so accurate. I think this has higher stakes and potentially will, as Samir said, push us to greater heights. So I think it's it's worth a bit more. So quite anxious for that. Yeah, very anxious indeed. Uh, we're anxious to find out whether or not Ojo's audio is working. Is it working? Can we hear? See you? Can, can you hear me now? No. Yes, yes, we can. Lovely stuff. Uh, how are you feeling about this game, mate? Um, what, what is there to worry about? Obviously, my audio wasn't working, but I blame you for that. If you had just started on time, maybe my wife could have worked. But... Uh, my feelings for the game, I, I think we should not be worried so far. Maybe we, we made it thus far. Nobody expected us to show up here. Normally, we are closer to this position only in August because we are alphabetically there. But uh, this this year, it's it's been different. So, I, I don't see, should we be worried? If, if any of the players are worried, then that basically shows that they don't belong in a, a position like this. You think Robertson was playing in the championship for Hull when he showed up to Liverpool and Liverpool was challenging. You think he was worried when he went into his first title challenge. And I also think it's upon Ateta to make sure that the players are not worried. That is why we brought in Jesus and Sinchenko and Jorginho to show them this is going to be a normal situation for you going forward. You can't be afraid. Block out the noise. Treated as any other game. If you want to be the best of the best, and these are the kind of games you should have to go and play, not just this week, but each and every week. Actually. Uh, yeah, look, we need to make sure that every single time Arsenal step onto that field, that they're going into the game, knowing who they're going up against, prepared for each fixture. And I felt as though that even though we've prepared for the last three teams, probably how we always have, it's felt to me like the mistakes have been what's cost us. You think about Ramsdale's pass, you think about Saka's penalty miss, you think about the situation that led to Liverpool's first goal at Anfield. 
And if you think back to the last time we played Man City in the league, that game was also dominated by individual errors. Do you feel as though it's an inevitability that that is going to happen again? Or do you feel as though these events should, in theory, be you know the biggest kind of reminder to the Arsenal players to keep their composure in this game? Um, I think the only inevitability I see in this game is Holland is going to score because he's one away from the record. And that, that, that's all set up. Pep pulled him from the previous game. He is, he's going to get his goal. Um, but we just have to get past that. I, I think from an individual error standpoint, Man City are the best team right now in England, regardless of what Pep says. Even if we don't make them, Tom, they will force us into a few errors. It's as a collective, can we help each other out to limit those opportunities and limit those errors? And then can we not get punished by them? Because what seems like we, even if a team has one or two chances from our errors, they're 100% clinical. They end up scoring from it. And when we force other teams in, into errors, we don't end up scoring. Um, and that's the difference between us and Man City. If you look at the game, we had the cup, the, the uh, thing is Carabao Cup game. And then the uh, game at the Emirates this year and the game at the Emirates at the beginning of last year. Between the boxes, we compete with them. We stifle them. We almost limit their dominance in the middle of the pitch. Where we get hard, Tom, is our box and their box. We concede quite easily. And then we don't score when we have those clinical chances. So it's going to come down to have we matured enough to limit and learn from our mistakes. And I believe we do. I do think we've performed better away from home. And I do feel confident that we have matured enough, have learned enough, and will, as a collective, get a result from this game. Sarvik, what did the last three games teach us about what Arsenal are capable of? We know in terms of mistakes that we are vulnerable to those, but in a more positive sense, what have the last three games showed this team can do? I mean, right off the bat, um, especially the last game, it showed that, you know, we still have that in us that we can come back from two goals down, whatever the time is. And I think that um, if there's something to be taken away from the Southampton game, I think it's that, that, you know, we can come from a situation like that and uh, get the game back on level terms. And uh, I think that will really come in handy against a team like City because, as Zamir said, they've got the quality up front uh, on paper and off the bench. They're one of the best teams in Europe. Uh, we can see that with their performance in the Champions League this season. They've beaten one of the best teams. So, uh, they have got the quality. And as Amir said, we might go behind, uh, possibly to a Haaland goal. But uh, I think that in those situations is where we draw from the experience of being down at Southampton and countless other uh, times this season where we've come back and uh, turned the result around. So I think those are uh, places where we can uh, take experience from and, you know, uh, we grow stronger. Yeah, I mean, you look at the performance that we started the games against Liverpool and against West Ham. Like, if you replicate that type of start to a game and you can eradicate the mistakes that we've made in those fixtures, you know, you've got a great foundation of understanding of where to go. I think that against Liverpool, against West Ham against Southampton, you know, Arsenal arguably deserved to get based upon what they produced more if they were able to limit the mistakes. And unfortunately against Liverpool, 
we couldn't limit the way in which we played in the second half and the substitutions from Arteta, I think, certainly affected that. I think against West Ham, you could point to, you know, substitutions again, but I think we all know that the penalty changes everything. If Arsenal go 3-1 up, they probably go on to win at a canter. And against Southampton, we know that we came back, but had we had that nil-nil scoreline for more than just, you know, a minute, we probably would have been going on again to, to win that game fairly comfortably too. So, it's a lot of assumptions, a lot of uh, extrapolating there. But I do think that, you know, Arsenal across this season, Ojo, have demonstrated what they're capable of. And whilst I think we're all sitting here with our, you know, hands clasped together, praying for something uh, to go our way tomorrow, I think that Arsenal have shown this season that they are good enough to beat any team when they are on their best form. But Tom, even the past three results, right, the Liverpool, West Ham and Southampton results, it is not something out of the blue. We have been playing somewhere similar to this throughout the season. If we go back and check the United away result or when we went to Leeds, there was always been an element of, you know, uh, a silly mistake here or there. But mm. uh, over, over the course of the season, maybe this is why certain pundits consider us to be lucky. Because we have not always been punished for our carelessness. And now maybe we are at the end of the season and there is a little more scrutiny. If we had gone and dropped these points, maybe somewhere during the middle of the season, we would have still found ourselves at the same position and no one would have said anything about it. They're like, okay, Arsenal are still number one. The fact that we have come to this position and, and there is this myth about City being this up. Uh, this machine or this beast that just devours everything and, and we are this hapless, you know, what is that? Father of Nemo, Marlin, who's stuck in the middle of the ocean looking for his kid. Okay, so it, it is all narrative that has been built up because we could have lost the same points we could have lost. We drew to Southampton during the, when we played them away as well, right? But there was not so much scrutiny of our play. Ramsdale has been playing the same kind of passes. Partey has lost his head even other games throughout the season. Right? We've seen Tommy Asso make mistakes. We've seen Ben White make mistakes. We are not in this position by accident and it's not like we're bottling it because now there is some new you know, virus of complacency or, or nerve in the team. It's just that we're playing the same way, only that now there's more scrutiny and uh, the players just need to relax and go back to you know, what they were doing at the start of the season. Yeah, some teams do need to go back to basics. You know, basics are the fundamentals of of what makes you successful. Basic one being don't pass to the other team from your goalkeeper. You know, that's a good basic to start with. Um, try and get your penalty on target is another good basic to go with, you know. And we know that there is a lot of talk, and I'm going to go to lineups next, about what we should do regarding the team. And I think we'll spend a little bit more time than we usually do on the lineups because I know that there are different suggestions. However, I am going to uh, spoil one fact of all of our lineups, and that is that everybody has still selected Rob Holding in their team. So I am very clued in to, to know our reasons behind that, and I'll come to each of you on that question. So when you're talking through your teams, guys, do sit on Rob Holding slightly and, and go into a little bit extra detail about why you picked him. Um, I'm realizing I'm talking. I've not even shared the screen yet for the uh, <laughs> for the lineup. So let's get, get up on the screen. I think we're going with Zamir first. We are indeed. It should be up now. There we go. Zamir, talk us through your team. Um, but as I said, give us some extra chat around why you still kept holding in there. 
Yeah, Tom, I, I know over this past week, there's been a lot of chatter about drop roll holding, bring on Kivior, bring on Tierney Zinchenko, go to a back three. I just, to me, this lineup, minus Zinchenko in midfield and, and swap and Granite Xhaka, went up 2 0 at Liverpool at Anfield. So to me, this lineup, if we can go 2-0 up at Anfield and compete with them for 90 minutes and still end up with a result, this is still the lineup that will give us the best chance of beating Man City at the Etihad. Around Rob Holding, he has his limitations. Um, and like Oja was referring to earlier, we actually just play the way that we have all season. The difference is we're being punished for those mistakes and we're not clinical enough at the other end. At Southampton, how many chances did we miss? If we put it in the last five minutes, one of those goals, the result changes, the entire perception of the team changes. We created so many chances. We scored three goals. So this whole rub holding doesn't allow us to score and we concede because of him notion is is quite baffling to me. Um, as to the rest of the lineup, Zinchenko for me has to play in midfield. I feel I went back and watched some of the old games very painfully uh, against Man City and and where we keep losing is we don't have enough mobility and enough strength in midfield to track Gundogan, to track Bernardo Silva, Rodri wins all the duels in midfield. So to compete with that, for me, Zinchenko is a good enough technician to play in midfield, but also provide enough support to the back line if, if needed. Um, and then the front, two, the front three, uh, this game for me, the star man I selected is Gabriel Martinelli. Uh, as I was looking back at some of the old games, I saw there was a he he there was quite a few chances Martinelli had missed. And to me, if we're going to go to Man City and win, he has to bury those chances. And I think he will get those chances. And I think he will finish a couple of those. So for me, I think he's going to have a an incredible game. I think this is the game where my hope is Saka and Martinelli show that we've gone from these youngsters that are immature that can't live up to the moment to this is our defining moment. We're going to take the game by the scruff of the neck and we're, and we're going to will our team to, to, to victory. Mm -hmm. well, fair enough. Really well summed up, especially on the holding point as well. Uh, Ojo, we've got you up next. Talk us through your team, mate. Um, I put holding in basically because we don't actually have anyone else in that position. And uh, I understand people say, you know, Partey used to play right back. I don't think he remembers how he used to play right back in Atletico Madrid. It's, it's been such a long time. And, and I'm I'm actually more worried about Thomas Partey than holding because uh, from my understanding of his game, he, he, he's, more, he's a kind of player who has to get into a rhythm early in the game. And, and once he sits in this rhythm, throughout the game, he cruises like it is, he's in menace. Or he's in one of those gondolas and nothing faces him. But the moment this rhythm is shifted or someone puts him under pressure, his head completely goes. And he, and he goes into like maybe a high school footballer. You remember that example where Arteta said that he was in Anfield. And, and for, for the first moment in his life that he felt the game was just going around him and he, everything was just right and he didn't know what it was. But that is what happens to Partey whenever he, he loses his head. He, whether it's in Anfield or Brentford or any game, if his rhythm goes away, he's unable to get back the composure. So, but apart from that, this team is the team we have relied on. At least most of this team is what we have relied on to get us to this position. I don't think we can blame Rob Holding, uh, but uh, because he's a two million player, two million pound player, this is what you can expect from a two million pound player. 
but Rob Holding has to go there and play for his life because he's actually playing for his career. Because there is a very good chance Martinelli or Saka or Odegaard can go and win a Premier League with another team or win the league with another team. But for players like Rob Holding, this will probably be the last chance in their career. So if you're ever going to make something of yourself, remember the day you came on in the FA Cup final and you, know, you basically bullied Diego Costa. Remember those days. You know, Haaland is not Diego Costa. Haaland is, you know, he's not going to bully you even. I, I, I think Diego Costa is a bigger bully on the pitch compared to Haaland. It's only that Haaland is more clinical. You know, Diego Costa will come poke your eyes, try to pull your trunks down when you're not looking. But uh, Haaland is not like that. So, play your own game and if we can control our emotions, you know, if, we, if we don't let players like Zinchenko, you know, Get, let the occasion get to them and let let them you should be on the particular balance where pep always keeps his team in a, in a balance where they're at the edge of aggression but they know that you know they have to also millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Think of the bigger picture. So players like Jesus and Zinchenko can understand the occasion but not let it get to them. Then, then we can, I would say, comfortably win this game because we are not mugs. We are, we are still top of the league. We are not the ones who are chasing. So we, we have shown that we, we can beat... We have beaten every opposition at least once, except for maybe Southampton. But even City in their best seasons have not beaten Southampton. So that's actually a good sign. So we should be able to go to the Etihad. And if we are going to consider ourselves to be the best team in the league, we should be you know, playing for the win. And uh, one final point is I... The, I see that Arteta is kind of like Wenger. He, he wants not just to win. He wants to win in a, in a fancy. It's like painting art. He wants to dominate the team. And, and it wants to be a complete domination. Maybe maybe I hope that he's changed his mind and play a little bit more like Mourinho or even Eric Ten Hag. So managers like these, they understand that winning the game, the points are more important than how we play. Just go and get the points and come out. We can worry about beauty later. This is war. No, you don't take a paintbrush to the front line. Go get the points and get out. We'll worry about the aesthetics later. No, you know, I don't care. We get the three points if we get them tomorrow, as long as we get them. Um, I, I love the point about holding and the fact that, you know, he's not going to be able to get a title likely anywhere else. And that's extra motivation for him. Just quickly and and, and very quickly, Rancid says, Ojo, uh, Xhaka is a doubt. Who would you play instead of him if you had to pick someone else? Well, if Jaka cannot make it, um, actually, I would nominate myself to come and play there. But unfortunately, the terrible <laughs> idea. Genuinely uh, terrible idea. <laughs> you, you've not seen me play midfield, though. I don't need to. I, I don't need to. 
I'm actually ridiculously <laughs> good. My father said engineering is more important. So, if you had to pick someone from the available squad, who would you go for? I would I would uh, play Jorginho. Mm. Play Jorginho, play don't play 4-3-3, play the conventional 4-2-3-1. I mean 4-2-3-1 and uh, let Partey and Jorginho sit in the base of midfield. And uh, but in that case, I would also play TNA instead of Zinchenko. I, I, I already have control in midfield. Let TNA push their fullbacks or the wingers back and try to emulate what Ole used to do when, when he used to go to the Etihad. Because if, if you're going to find the best reference of winning at the Etihad, it, it is funnily the worst possible top six manager you can find. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has shown everyone the blueprint, but nobody wants to follow it because nobody respects it. So, do, <laughs> hold, sit back and hit them on the counter. We have pace with Martinelli, Saka and Jesus. So, we, we should be able to do something there. And, and Sartvik, you've gone with a slightly uh, adjusted team, um, made a couple of changes that, that others haven't. Trossard coming in. I mean, I've got to pick your brains on dropping Martinelli because he's arguably our most informed player, maybe, at the moment. So why have you gone with Trossard? Yep, Martinelli is our informed player and our top scorer as well in the Premier League. Mm. But uh, yeah, I think Trossard, what he brings to the squad and what he has brought off the bench is is phenomenal. And I think uh, Pep Guardiola is one of those types of managers that even in the game that we did lose to them, uh, the previous game that we lost, uh, we played our game. I would say Man City didn't dominate enough of the ball as they usually do versus other oppositions. And even though we lost, we you know played our usual possession game that we play. And I don't think Pep would have liked that very much. So going into this game, I think he will definitely try to read into our tactics, see what we're good at and try to counter that. So I think... There'll be a very detailed plan for uh, especially uh, Martinelli and even the ex-City players because um, he knows them very well. So I think that's the other reason I haven't uh, picked uh, Zinchenko because I think definitely there are, uh, with the fullbacks that uh, and the wingers that Man City have got, I think they'll have Zinchenko's number and uh, Tierney will be definitely out of the box. Uh, coming into the midfield, I think uh, Party Xhaka and Odegaard are the most experienced. And I think uh, the midfield is going to be a very key area of the uh, park because Man City, as you know, have brilliant midfield. So I think that's where the game more or less will be decided. So we, we really got to stay strong there. So uh, that's the other reason I haven't picked Zinchenko to go in the midfield because three solid midfielders uh, makes more sense to me. Uh, coming to obviously the pressure point that is Rob Holding, I think Holding people forget is one of the most senior players that we have in the squad right now. He's he's been there one of one of the longest in the squad, and I think that says a lot. As Ojo also mentioned, he's played in cup finals, and uh, he's really been there from the start. He, he's part of this old Arsenal DNA, and I think uh, that'll definitely push him to do a much better performance. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's my reasoning over Rob Holding. And I think the rest of the team uh, picks itself uh, more or less. Yep. Drossard uh, is obviously one of the main changes that I made. And I think coming off the bench, the impact he's had, we haven't actually given him proper start. So I think 
if you definitely start him that's something they wouldn't be prepared for and uh, in games like this i think that's just what you need something which city are not prepared for can just make the difference fair enough um we've all gone for as i say there's been kind of consistency in certain areas and then not in others um for me i think that going with the same team that we used last week uh, with Jorginho in for Vieira. If Xhaka isn't available, if Xhaka's available, of course, he comes in for me. Uh, and I agree with Ojo, the 4-2-3-1, um, I think is the way forwards regarding the formation. If you go with Jorginho and Pata, you go with the double pivot rather than the 4-3-3, just to give yourself that little bit more foundation. Um, but yeah, I've been tweeting, I think yesterday, I was, uh, as I was kind of uh, had like four or five hours to kill and I was walking down uh, the lakefront view in in Chicago and having a few discussions with people online, not only about Rob Holding, but about Trossard and Jesus in particular and whether or not Jesus should get dropped because a lot of people have felt that he's in line maybe to get dropped. Personally, I think he's, he's mad. You know, four goals in his last four games. He's in form. Yes, he's missed chances, sure. Although that said, I agree with Elliot on the Arsenal Vision podcast who highlighted that, you know, the chances that he had are actually maybe a lot trickier than people are giving him credit for. Um Jesus has to start. I think Trossard coming in is going to be uh, really key as well in the second half, and he always is key when he comes off the bench. And uh, the other, the key part being Rob Holding, who I put as my five-star man, not because I'm some amazing predictor of what's going to happen, just I'm willing a world-class performance into existence uh, just by putting him there. And uh, look, if he can pull off a performance as good as that smile, you know, we're in for a, a treat of a performance tomorrow evening. So, uh Yes, hopefully we can do the business. But that was, yeah, Ramsdale, White, Holding, Gabriel Zinchenko, Partey, jo uh, Jorginho, Odegaard, Saka, Gabriel Jesus and Martinelli. Really? Right. Yes, I've What's been that, trying bro? to remain. I've been trying to remain balanced and supportive of the team. But you just you know, push me over the edge with this guy who's trying to... It looks like he's trying to sell milk for me. Why is Rob holding the five-star player? What is he going to do? Because if he doesn't mess up and he has a decent game, he will stand out more than any other player. Because if he has a good game, that's better than anyone else's expectations of any other player in this team. If he's good, then that does more than what anyone could expect from anyone else. We expect the rest of this team to be pretty good, right? You expect... Yeah, but, but what? He good good game, game. Jesus to have a good game. Saka to have a good game. But the expectation, I think, of the majority of Arsenal fans is they are worried about holding. And so if he has a good performance, I think he will overperform the expectation of everybody. Hence why he's my five-star player. Because as I said yeah, before... What do we say is good? Like, because he was good against Southampton. We, we drew the game. He was, he was good against West Ham. He didn't make any mistakes. Rob Holding has been good. The problem is is Rob Holding. I know. Well, it, yeah. it is Rob Holding in a way, but it's more so the problem is he's not William Saliba. That's the problem, is that he is not the player that allows Arsenal to play better out from the back. Holding himself is not the guy to, you know, do what Ramsdale did. He's not the guy to... I mean, I look at the game against Spurs last season and the red card he got in that North London derby, and I look at Cedric next to him and I look at El Nenny ahead of him and go... You know, when you've got a player like Cedric leaving him so exposed that he had barely a choice <laughs> to start taking people out. You know, I have sympathy for that game. But he's going to have Partey, he's going to have White, he's going to have Gabriel around him. And if he makes individual errors, it's not because of the team around him because he's got the players there. So there's no way to hide in that sense. 
But for me, Rob Holding can come in and do what he does, which is just to be a decent defender. And that's all we need him to be. And we need everyone else to step up with their passing game. And if he can just play the safe passes, then that's all I can ask of him, to be honest. And hopefully we see that. Um, predictions. What's up, Savik? I think a five-star performance from Holding Ojo would be uh, when he did that last season when he made a run from the halfway line, did a few nutmegs and keepy uppies before <laughs> blasting it into the crowd, you know. <laughs> that Indeed. would be five-star. Hey, look, yeah. if, if we keep a clean shit and win at City and win the title, he can lift the trophy for all I care. You know, I, I, I don't, you know, we just need people pulling together and, you know, I, ultimately we need to support the lads and hopefully you can absolutely smash it. So, uh, Zamir, scoreline and scorers, please. Uh, 2-1, Arsenal. Uh, I'm going to go with Martinelli, who opens up the scoring, and then Rob Holding, who finishes it off. For us. Oh, Joe. 2-1. For us, <laughs> Okay, I, I think I think I'm, I'm kind of, you know torn between the truth and what my heart says. Uh, either way, the score is three one, but I don't know which way it'll go because I feel that there is one team that's going to get slapped tomorrow. I don't know whether it is us or Man City uh, because uh, I don't think they have Ake. Right? They they don't have Nathan Ake, and uh, and, so. uh, and apart from Ake, their defense has not been that. Uh, uh, strong. It, it always feels like Ake is always bailing them out, even in attack or defense. So without him holding down Saka, um, Kyle Walker may be far, quick, but uh, can he can he handle both Jesus and Martin? I don't know who will start. To be honest, he's not been starting their Premier League games. Um, and and Akanji is not that much. Yeah. Really, Akanji is not as good as Kyle Walker. At least Kyle Walker would give uh, come back. So so. 3-1 is the score. I am an Arsenal fan, so I'd say Martinelli, Saka and uh, and Ramsdale score. And uh, and maybe Edison chips in for the City team. Fair enough, right. Savik? Yeah, I'm going for a scoreline that we had in two of our past three games, and that is a 2-2 draw. I think... Uh, Trossard and Jesus will get the goals for us. And uh, I think, according to Zamir as well, Haaland will get his goal and then maybe the second goal from Bernardo Silva because he's been playing really well. But I think, yeah, Leipzig and uh, recently Bayern have caught Man-, Man City to a draw and I think we'll be doing the same. 2-2 for me. Fair enough. Um... Zinaid says here, would you take a draw if it was offered to you right now? I just need a yes or a no, a thumbs up or a head nod. Uh, but uh, Absolutely. Ojo says no. Sartvik says yes. Zamir says no. I lean towards no only because I feel as though if we'd have beaten Southampton, I would have said yes. I feel as though now with the way that it is and the games that we've still got in particular, I think we need to win. That said, if we come out with a draw... I still think I'm going to be pleased. So, you know, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. Um, I'm going to go for a... Oh, goodness gracious me. Um, I'm going to go with a 3-2 Arsenal, which may put my blood pressure beyond its capabilities. Um, Hopefully there's a hospital nearby. But... um, because, yeah, I'm going to be there. And I'll tell you what, I was fairly comfortable during the FA Cup game, but this is just a whole different kettle of fish. And, 
yeah, uh, very, very, very uh, emotional, this game. And trying to stay composed in the press box, if it is dramatic, is going to be very difficult indeed. Although being surrounded by a lot of City fans, well, I know it's City, so maybe there will be like four or five people there. But uh, um, yeah, no, I think uh, I'm going to have to try and keep myself in check. I'm going to go for a 3-2. Rob Holding with the winner, obviously, of a screamer from outside the box. Um uh, Martinelli and Jesus to get the goals with all of them being assisted by Alexander Zinchenko um, and City's goals will be scored by Erling Haaland because he's in my fantasy team <laughs> yeah, what is the confidence of Jesus I don't understand do we, really you say? Think Jesus, do we really think Jesus is suddenly going to turn clinical in front of his old employees 4 and 4 mate 4 and 4 that's all I'm going to say 4 and 4 <laughs> I think that's just what he needs. A taste of this previous team and, you know, the challenge of playing against them is just what he needs. Maybe that's, that's the catalyst. I mean, this is the first time he's going to be playing against them, right? I believe. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, yep. Jenkins the had two opportunity, goes. the stage, it's there. It's set up for him. This is what we got them for. It's, hey, you replaced me with Erling Haaland. <laughs> Let me show you what you missed out on. It's a perfect game hey. for Jesus. The replacement has scored like forty-five goals. And if and and, and if Jesus yeah. wins the Premier League, Holland can score a hundred. We'll collect the yeah. trophy. Yeah, very true. Uh, Rancid Pumpkin says uh, two on Arsenal. It says his heart uh, with Sacronelli. Head says three 0 City. James Injaguna says two two another draw, but one that will launch us to the title push and lift the mood substantially. Uh, Aman says three one to Arsenal. Um, Marcus says, I just can't see us winning there. Hope I'm wrong as always, but 3-1 City, Saka with our goal. Hugh says, Arsenal win 3-2. Benji says, I'm torn between a 2-1 Arsenal and a 3-3. Either way, Martinelli and Trossard to score. Chris says, Hart 2-0 win, head 5-1 Man City. Um, Amira says, 3-2, but I don't know to, uh, to which team. All I know is I'm having a heart attack if we win after a five-goal thriller. Absolutely. Uh, Matt says, 2-1 with Jesus Brace. That would be fantastic. Old days going for a 3-3, Saka, Jesus, and Trossard. Uh, Gunaworks, Bill, pleasure to meet you and see you in Chicago. Uh, says, 2-2, uh, says his heads, but his heart says 10-0 to City. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I can't. I can't judge it because uh, I don't mind a little bit of reverse psychology. So there you go. Uh, Neil says 1-0 to Arsenal, which is great positivity there. And uh, to be fair, it's, it's relatively positive, which is great to see um, considering the opponent we're up against. But I absolutely get the, the trepidation. Uh, Zamir, thank you so much for your time out. As always, tell people where they can find you. Yeah, thanks, Tom, for having me on. You can find me in the Discord. Uh, I don't use Twitter. I'm on Twitter, but I don't use Twitter. So find me in the Discord. Join as a member. Indeed. Ojo, thank you for your time, mate. Thank you for showing up. Much appreciate it. It's uh, you, you're one for two now, which is good. Uh, tell people they can find you. See, I've missed one stream in, in mm. all the existence. Do you know how many of... other people have missed one stream? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> You have the work, yeah, like your conversion rate. You know, if you want to talk about Jesus's clinical finishing, your clinical appearances, it needs to improve. <laughs> See, but if you go go ahead and win the league, then it's probably worth it, right? Like some music. Hey, look, if but, you win but, the league, you can miss as many as you like, right? <laughs> so people who are watching this, you can find me in the Discord. So do come and become a member and support Tom and his. Uh, new venture. He used to be a teacher, but he abandoned the future of the nation to 
right about football. <laughs> so, so that is there. <laughs> but, 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 I left uh, it yeah. in very capable hands. There's very capable hands out there, you know, and uh, I'd, I've got to do the work of the Arsenal, you know. Um, Sarvik, thank you so much for your time, my friend. Tell people they can find you. Yeah, pleasure to be on. Uh, just in the Discord server. And I think Ojo forgot to mention we can even find him in the midfield. Oh, that is are. true. You know, I, we need to try this at least once. Maybe against Newcastle. Why can't I play when Jaka is not available? If Jack Granit Jaka can play for Arsenal, why can't I? We don't need a Rob Holding in midfield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't disagree. I can't disagree. Uh, thank you, everybody, joining us live in the chat box. And those that have listened on Catch Up on Audio and YouTube as well, really appreciate that. If you've got any burning thoughts about anything we've discussed today, do leave them in the comment section on the YouTube show. As always, do drop a like and subscribe. It really helps us out. And uh, I'll be back at the normal time of 8 a.m. UK tomorrow morning uh, ahead of a trip up to Manchester. And then, of course, we'll have another 8 a.m. show from a hotel room before uh, I head back from Manchester on Thursday, hopefully discussing a very, 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 very important victory for the Gunners. Uh, we'll see you again soon. Leave your predictions and thoughts down below. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.